I should take a picture of you right now, and this should be the cover of it. The thumbnail, not the cover. See, see how old I am. The there cover photo. To <laughs> I guess some things have a cover photo. I suppose. Just waiting on you, buddy. For what? Oh, to do Bible study. No, oh, yeah. Mm, yeah. I'm so excited to do this one. He really is, you guys. He loves this chapter. I really am, and this probably is going to be the first Bible study that's going to get some dislikes. Well, but you, anything. it doesn't. It's just ridiculous. I don't care. I just it's like the not that you know, but I think to it's not that you're going at it with some agenda or something or twisting it. It's just what it is instead of it's just really things. hard because people this gets taken out of context yeah, a people lot and your rarely hear bi- to biblical truth into context yeah and that's what people don't like yeah put it back to be where it where it belongs and yeah. to give you and there because this chapter is really important so before we get into it Am I giving the spiel or are you saying take oh a yeah prayer? You usually say take a prayer I was gonna say, at me like I'm the one I was going to say take a prayer. Yeah. I just said it for you. So. Okay. Just so everybody will be happy with that. Take a minute to say a prayer. And then, of course, if there's anything at all that we can do for you, anything we can lift up in prayer, counsel, questions, provisions, whatever it might be, please reach out to us and let us know. You can go to APHomeChurch.com and all of the ways to contact us in whatever you might possibly need, it's all on there. Yep. So... Romans 13. Mm-hmm. This chapter, why is it such a big deal? Because there's some there's some stuff that you read in there that once you read it, you're like, whoa, 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 I don't like this. Wait a minute. Especially if you're a libertarian. <laughs> or if... <laughs> but... If you're not a fan of the man. Yeah, if you're not a fan of the man. You might read this and be like, There's really? some stuff in there and you're like, you can read it and you're like, wait a minute, what? I don't like this. I admit it was one of those things that when I read it, I was like, I was under the misunderstanding of this whole chapter. Or if you are very pro-system, pro-country, pro-government, like that type of thing. Very conservative. If you grew up really churchy, yeah. but you've stayed, you, but you stayed you in stayed the church. stayed that way, um, then you might read this and be like, yeah, America. You know what I mean? Like it very much has that type. Yeah. And that is how it is used yeah, by our it, officials. It's actually been, often. I mean, it's been used recently in our own political arena recently. I mean, mm-hmm. within the past couple of years, um, it's been brought up and... And used very much out of context. Yeah, a lot. And it's a very interesting chapter because it's what fueled a lot of like revolution Mm -hmm. and rebellion and all kinds of crazy stuff. If you study back to the, you know, the early church and the medieval times, like this chapter, like what? Just our son stomping through. Like I, I text him and like, asked him to come down and get my cup to refill it because I'm out of water now. But he stomped through the. Uh, but he's just he's not like well, finesse is not his thing. Bless his, his precious his little heart. Feet are also yeah he he is like, like a size fourteen shoe so fifteen I thought fifteen yeah because fifteen are his his shoes that you have for him outside. Oh gosh, and he probably even needs bigger ones. 
Yeah. Okay, anyway, yeah, kids like six feet tall. Kids huge, but I, I get it. But it's just funny because I just texted him a minute ago and was like, dude, it sounds like there's an elephant up there. Can you please? <laughs> and, just, and you, everybody just heard that. Yeah, just, I just see the, because I have the monitor and I just see the bars just like going off. I'm so sorry because there's people that sit down with their families at this. Okay, thank you, dear. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Just try to shh when you walk across the floor. Uh-huh. Thank you. Love you, bud. Thank you for saving my life. He's so sweet. He is. I wish we could just. We did should you do like this? I did, yeah. It's oh, okay. going. <laughs> did, a chicken, <laughs> did a chicken get you? I think a chicken think got a him. Chicken got him. <laughs> and he's going up the stairs. Yeah, I guess people will appreciate that. I wish we could, we should sit down and do sorry, podcasts with Travis. We didn't edit this out. Yeah, we've like wasted you guys this whole morning. I'm sorry. Um, we should do podcasts with Travis. We should. He's so precious. Yeah, that'd be cute. Okay. Back to your Romans. Man, this is... Okay, so I know I'm going to blur the line here between knowing that this is the family Bible study that we do. Okay. But, and know that usually this one's kind of more lighthearted. This might be... This one's a little bit going to be more serious, obviously. Sure. Um, well, actually, I try to be serious in all of them, but I guess this one is definitely going to be more probably adult. Well, centered. and I think, but okay, I think that's an interesting topic. These are based off of our family Bible studies. Right. And some days there is a lot in the Bible study that we point to the children for them to apply to their behavior, their lives, their whatever. Mm-hmm. Other days, the topics are much more adult in content. Right. And the adults at the table, because our family Bible study is whoever wants to come is welcome to come. Some days, it's just us and our kids. Other days, it's a packed table with my brothers and other family members, friends. I mean, it, it just depends on the day. And so some days, the table and just the scripture at hand, thank you, dear. Sorry, I got jumped by a couple of the chickens. They may have stolen my lunch money. Good luck, buddy. I love you. Watch out out there. It's dangerous here in the country. Um, But some days, the the content of the scripture does just lend itself to a much more adult conversation. And And not that it's not for the kids. It's just just a lot of understanding that children will have to have. But I think an important thing that we've always done is we hold even still the, like, more grown-up part of it. We hold that same conversation and discussion with our children at the table. So it might not necessarily be a conversation that, like, they're completely engaging in, but the adults will still continue to discuss these topics, even with the kids there. And so they're still listening and this, learning. This and chapter is really a great that. chapter to teach along with history. It is, yeah. Because once we get into it, you'll see why. But history is used this chapter all throughout it to justify many, many things. Many atrocities. People point to it. Like, see, and like, see, this is this is the you know, listen to the government. This is the whole 
this is the whole debacle where people get the church and state. This is where a lot of where this comes from is from this chapter. Is it Mike Pence who was using this one? It was Jeff Sessions. Jeff Sessions. That he was, yes, he was using it as a saying to obey the laws of the land and pointing towards Roman thir- Romans 13. That's right. As his, like, see, you gotta listen to me. Yeah. Because Romans 13 says. That's right. One of those. Yeah. So. Let's see if that's what Roman 13 says. I have well. We'll see. No. I'm not sure when it's, if it's going to come inside the text here at an appropriate time. But let's take a bunch of stuff into consideration here before sure. we start reading. Well, and if you've gone back and listened to all of our Romans, I mean, you'll see us kind of touching on these things. But right. let's just kind of recap who's writing, who they're writing to, why they're writing, kind of what's going on here that we even get to this point in all of this. So first, we know that Paul is writing to the Roman church, the established Roman church already, in Rome. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's life like in Rome at let's, this time? Let's pay, let's take a look at what the audience is here and what what the book of Romans, well, we call it the book. It was his letter to the Romans. Mm-hmm. What this actually is. Okay, so first we look at audience. Mm-hmm. Okay, Roman Christians in Rome. Now, at the time that this is written, that Paul is writing to these Christians their leader or their emperor mm-hmm. would have been Nero. Mm-hmm. Don't know if you heard of him. <laughs> he He's a really guy. bad guy. Really, really bad guy. A matter of fact, his journey to the throne was by having his mom poison his stepdad. And then he killed his mom later on because he ended up thinking that she was It's the whole thing. So that was his rise to emperorhood. Mm -hmm. So taking all of that into consideration, and then this would have been Christians that would have been under this guy. Yeah. Okay. Immense persecution. There's a lot. So you have to just take that and, and understand that. And you'll see why as we start reading. Actually, of what... It can't mean mm-hmm. is the reason why all of that matters that I just said all of that about Nero and all that is because this aids to what this possibly can't mean mm-hmm. or can't possibly mean. See there, dude, dyslexia gets me again. My worst enemy. Just anytime he's talking and you guys are like, wait, what did Brandon just say? Exactly. Go back and flip just whatever flip words, it was. Yeah. And usually it'll it's, reconcile itself. They've been called Brandonisms. Yeah, and that's, they've been called. That is true. And guys, I've been listening to him for so long, sometimes I don't even hear him because I'm so used to flipping everything in my head when he talks. I don't, but I don't always do it. No, not always. It's just sometimes. You, like lo- lately only with Bible. Mm-hmm. I get like Moses. Anyway. What was I saying? I don't know. Oh, the reason why all that's important. Yes. That I just told you yeah. all that stuff about <laughs> about the audience that who have been receiving this letter. Mm-hmm. 
and who they would have been under as far as an authority figure. Mm-hmm. So all of that aids to what it cannot possibly mean. Mm-hmm. And when we, yes, we take the Bible literally where it is meant to be taken literally, mm-hmm. and we take it figurative where it's meant to be taken figurative, and the Bible does a great job of explaining that itself. Mm-hmm. And a lot of things require some intelligence to think of here. Just like those key factors that I gave you. Those things require some just thinking when you read. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you'll read something and you'll go, well, wait a minute. That doesn't go along with. Just like you would in any other book. Everything that I've ever read ever. Mm-hmm. So hopefully I didn't confuse anybody too bad. It's a lot to put into one chapter. But it's important. So verse 1. Everyone must submit to governing authorities. See already. I have a problem. Yep. For all authority comes from God. And those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. So anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. And they will be punished. For the authorities do not strike fear in people who are doing right. But in those who are doing wrong. Would you like to live in f- without fear of the authorities? Do what is right and they will honor you. The authorities are God's servants sent for your good. But if you are doing wrong, of course you should be afraid, for they have the power to punish you. They are God's servants sent for the very purpose of punishing those who do what is wrong. So you must submit to them, not only to avoid punishment, but also to keep a clear conscience. Pay your taxes too. For the same reasons, for government workers need to be paid. They are serving God in what they do. Give to everyone what you owe them. Pay your taxes and government fees to those who collect them and give respect and honor to those who are in authority. So that's why that's, I mean, that actually the first seven verses are probably the the core of this whole thing. That they, that everybody likes to quote for their own whoever's in political power yeah. at the time loves to quote well I mean let's be honest we didn't quote this as often when Obama was president but oh, now sure, it's our favorite sure, to sure. throw now out there a, whenever it <laughs> for fits, pastors throwing whenever, this out and it's right like, really? whenever and that's and it happens more often than not and well meaning pastors build, stuff, build huge ideas off of this mm-hmm. stuff and this is it is you know like you said it, it, it is in a surface read you read this and you're like well of course authority you know everything mm-hmm. is great and yes it's but let's look at this but break it down <clears throat> is it even does it even make sense mm-hmm. that Paul is saying the authorities do not strike fear in people who are doing right but those who are doing wrong under a emperor that was burning them as candles yeah like oh so burning christians like on torches like that's as torches Mm -hmm. that's 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 punishing that's that's okay like you have to say then if this is what that means Mm -hmm. then you have to be able you could apply this to hitler Mm -hmm. you can apply this to stalin you apply you have to apply this to kim jong-un yeah and then what what 
the other part of being careful with applying this to that would be what do you do if you're in an occupied place who do you listen to yeah. Like, what if you're in Syria and mm -hmm. ISIS occupied Syria? Mm -hmm. Who do you listen to? ISIS? Because Syria. God appointed ISIS appear... to be the ones in charge. That, in that place is in why that time. you can't do that mm -hmm. with this. Yeah. You can't make it be, be what whatever you want, you want it to be. It, to be. Mm -hmm. it is a general instruction in a general good idea, right? Yeah. We don't want to argue with authority. Yeah. That gets you in trouble. Mm -hmm. And I can do a lot more as far as serving others, showing the light of Christ and doing this, all this other stuff when I'm not an outlaw. And why would you in think, generality. why would you think Paul out of this whole book, right? We haven't talked about any of this. Why would he have to say mm -hmm. this? Why is he mentioning this? Well, this is where history comes mm -hmm. <laughs> comes to be really important is because we had religious zealots in the early church. They wanted they were like, yeah, they figured this whole new thing Jesus empowered them to take over mm -hmm. Rome. This whole like kingdom power thing isn't new. There's a lot of these causing trouble, mm -hmm. causing a whole bunch of issues in Rome. That's not who we are. That's not who we're supposed to do. We're not supposed to be out there showing our butts and making fools of ourselves. That's not who what we're supposed to do. Well, and we loved, I know we've mentioned it before, but in the Paul, the Apostle movie, right. I feel like they do such a perfect they job do. at showing the That's heart of the That's a little liberty here. that they took that was absolutely perfect where, you know. It's they're in the prison and, and they go, some of the religious a, guys. Uh, religious, what, uh, riot or something. Yeah, but they break into the prison to free, um, you know, to, to take over the 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 prison keepers and uh, release Paul from prison and do all of this. And Paul just looks at him and he's like, y'all, you don't know Jesus. Yeah, he's what like, on earth are you doing? This is not what we're all about. <laughs> right. And, I mean, the other thing that makes you think that you have to understand in it too it says honor those who are in authority mm -hmm. i can think of a bunch of different times in the bible where they didn't honor those who are in authority sure matter of fact jesus himself yeah. referred to herod which would have been a leader as a female dog in the derogatory term maybe not in the same implication that we do but it was still a derogatory term towards sure. him calling him a dog yeah tell that fox okay the way that he said it not nice no that's not giving honor to somebody in authority is it no when you say something not yeah. nice well clearly it's not don't disrespect our president like that. Mm -hmm. So if that's that's another issue that you have to come with. So you're like, well, once you understand what it can't mean, then I guess what you do is you go into what it does mean. And then it has to be a general read. But what it also has to do is it also has to be something that's going to be able to pass in this time in history these documents mm -hmm. were being confiscated burned you know paul knew that paul was smart 
Okay, he knew if somebody came across a letter that he wanted to get across, it was in what Christianity was at the time and what they believed that it was at the time. There's no way that you could have... I mean, read the rest of the Bible. Yeah. You would read the whole rest of the Bible. You would say you would see that there's no place for any human authority. There's no greater human authority. God is sovereign over all. You know, you you realize that real quick. Well, and that's the big problem that Christianity was having because they're you know so often they're going to the worldly authorities and going, hey, these guys aren't calling Nero. They're saying there's a king above him. They're saying this isn't total allegiance to the throne. There isn't this. There right, isn't that. Right. You know, they're you start saying seeing he's all going against. And obviously, again, he does not obey Caesar and the gods of Caesar. Yeah, and, and often, obviously, as well, Paul is writing from prison right. a lot. You're telling me that he can just send mail freely and nobody looks it over? Come on right. now. <laughs> yeah, come on. You don't think that? That's another thing. You think that reading mail is 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 new? Yeah. You think prisoners' mail is no? I mean, if you were reading this and, and trying to get a gauge off of what this was saying and teaching, you would see, well, yes, pay your taxes to that guy. Of course, yes. They are, so yes. You know, this is something that would definitely not appear mm -hmm. to be going against Caesar. Matter of fact, it would be saying obey him. Yeah. And that is what it's saying. Mm-hmm. Because we do have that obligation. Well, you talked a little bit about how, I mean, when you really look at this stuff, it really does point us in the direction of being pacifists in it does. many ways. It yeah. really does. Mm -hmm. Which nobody likes to hear. I understand no. that makes people upset. But, I mean, if you look at it, it really does. What do you think? Turn the other cheek. Do it. Don't complain. Just give it to them. Hey, whatever. Mm -hmm. Again, it doesn't matter. But do it, it also. happy heart because you're focused on things elsewhere. But at the same time. It doesn't mean that you have to be a complete pacifist. Mm -hmm. Because you have a duty to obey an unjust government and to obey God. Sure. So, sometimes that doesn't appear as uh, conformity. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it wouldn't appear. For instance, Daniel, right? They said, make a decree that nobody goes and prays to anybody except for you. Daniel's like, cool story, bro. I'm going to go home and pray to my God. Yeah, He's towards gonna Jerusalem. I'm going to go ahead and pray. Well, what does that mean? That That's a direct violation mm -hmm. of a law that was decreed by an authority. Yep. Direct. So was Daniel disrespect? No, absolutely not. He was obeying God. So sometimes that does go against that. So that's one reason why you're like, okay, well, yeah, yeah. It's, these are all very good principles. Yeah. But it, it requi it's principles that require intelligence. It's not something that you can just use and plaster on something to get your get your point across. And this... This chapter makes this no different from the rest of the Bible. No. It really doesn't because this is this perplexes so many people, but a lot of the Bible is is written in the same way. But it is a little bit more kind of I don't want to say it this way cuz I need to be careful. But it's it's almost written like in a code 
type way. Mm-hmm. His audience, think about Paul's audience, for instance, that would have received this letter. If you were a Roman Christian in the time that Paul wrote this under the Emperor Nero, and you're reading this as, if you're reading this as an instruction manual, right? Then Nero, who is persecuting you and burning you at the stakes, I've still got to pay my taxes because God put them there Mm -hmm. and God is just teaching people what is right. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, you think that they would have said that? Mm -hmm. You think that they would have read this like that? No, absolutely not. This is where audience becomes important. They knew what this meant. Oh, completely. They knew that that's what the Romans were is they were, they they were fighters. They were like they didn't read this as all hell. No, Caesar. No. They read this as oh, okay, maybe we should chill out a little bit and yeah, not, try, not to try to just to like overthrow everything. Overthrow everything. Yeah. They were Romans. Mm-hmm. They did that. They did that at heart. <laughs> that was their. <laughs> I mean, that was just in their blood. You know, mm-hmm. like there was huge opposition at the time that this word you know that the word came to rome and this excited many many people because it should mm-hmm. be like Completely. jesus that king jesus that's yeah now we can take over the world well-meaning yeah paul's going hey chill out you can't do that yeah gonna be a little bit of time and we're gonna have to probably you know fit in to get in on it yeah, it's not just so, going to happen like that. Yeah, so we're going to want to lay low, and we lay low by doing all these things that look on the surface mm-hmm. like we're smiling and doing our American duty, right? Like, yeah. just, yep. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Until. Yep. So, Nobody wants to talk about that part, though. Yeah. And, whew. I went off on that one for a little bit. But I told you I was excited. You've been excited. Verse 8. Owe nothing to anyone except for your obligation to love one another. If you love your neighbor, you will fulfill the requirements of God's law. For the commands say you must not commit adultery. You must not murder. You must not steal. You must not covet. These and other such commandments are summed up in this one commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to others, so love fulfills the requirements of God's law. This is all the more urgent that you know how late it is. Time is running out. Wake up, for our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. Mm-hmm. You see where he's going? He's flowing in here. He's not saying obey these things and do all this stuff because you're well planted and this is your duty and it's all about government and church you know the church and state mm-hmm. you know together is one and no saying it's time is late it's running out salvation is nearer than when we first believed a lot of bible scholars think that paul here believed that christ was coming back sooner than he really was mm-hmm. that makes that would make no sense to paul's understanding of everything paul understood that it would be a very good dispensation of time mm-hmm. right because we believe that paul was the first dispensationalist so he sure. knows that this church age wasn't going to be something that was just going to be oh you know 100 or so years 
Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. No, no, no. He knew. He knew that it was going to be probably, Lord willingly, a 2,000-year period. Yeah. Anytime here soon, please, Lord Jesus. Mm Mm-hmm. If not, well, we'll keep trucking. But anyway, he knew that it would be a longer period of time. But at the same time, he's still adding a sense of urgency here. All right, going back into 12. The night is almost gone. The day of salvation will soon be here. So remove your dark deeds like dirty clothes and put on the shining armor of right living. Because we belong to the day we must live decent lives for all to see. Don't participate in the darkness of wild parties and drunkenness or in sexual promiscuity or immoral living or quarreling and jealousy. Instead, clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ and don't let yourself think about ways to indulge your evil desires. You can see when you read this whole chapter, if you don't take the first seven verses out of context, mm-hmm. that what he's doing here. Mm-hmm. He's giving you literally an instruction manual here of your Christian life, how it should look. Mm-hmm. You know, don't, uh, yeah, live a quiet life, do the things that you have to do to get by. Do not put any hope or stake in this life well and again everything must harmonize with all of scripture so if you take those first seven verses and try to twist them to mean pro country pro this submit to everything what they do is good and you just obey it and don't ask questions and yeah remember we we think of in inside of our little american box like this, so you're gonna give this this chapter to the people over in China, the Christian persecution over in oh, China right now. There. I mean, Forget all over it. the world, they're like we just talked about the Christians are the most persecuted group of people in the world. Yep. But don't hear about that, do we? Now, how does that work? Mm-hmm. If you take Romans 13 and see, that's that bothers me too because. This would be something that an unbeliever does very simply to point at the fact, you know, somebody would know that Romans 13 says this and they would see the persecution in China saying, oh, so God's punishing what is good. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it just mm-hmm. causes somebody to, that's why you can't no, do no, things no, no, like no. that. That's how things get twisted and taken out of context mm-hmm. real quickly. All right. Chapter 14. Accept other believers who are weak in faith and don't argue with them about what they think is right or wrong. For instance, one person believes it is all right to eat anything, but another believer who is sent with a sensitive conscience will eat only vegetables. Those who feel free to eat anything must not look down on those who don't, and those who don't eat certain foods must not condemn those who do, for God has accepted them. Who are you to condemn someone else's servants? Their own master will judge whether they stand or fall, and with the Lord's help they will stand and receive his approval. Mm -hmm. In the same way, some think that one day is more holy than another day, while others think every day is alike. You should each be fully convinced that whichever day you choose is acceptable. Those who worship the Lord on a special day do it to honor him. Those who eat any kind of food do so to honor the Lord, since they give thanks to God before eating. And those who refuse to eat certain foods also want to please the Lord and give thanks to God. For we don't live for ourselves or die for ourselves. For if we live, it's to honor the Lord. 
And if we die, it's to honor the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. Christ died and rose again for this very purpose, to be Lord of both the living and of the dead. So why do you condemn another believer? Why do you look down on another believer? Remember, we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. For the scriptures say, Surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bend to me, and every tongue will declare allegiance to God. Yes, each of us will give a personal account to God. So let's stop condemning each other. Decide instead to live in such a way that will not cause another believer to stumble and fall. I know and am convinced on the authority of the Lord Jesus that no food in and of itself is wrong to eat. But if someone believes it is wrong, then for that person it is wrong. And if another believer is distressed by what you eat, you are not acting in love if you eat it. Don't let your eating ruin someone from whom Christ died. Then you will not be criticized for doing something you believe is good. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but of living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. For if you serve Christ with this attitude, you will please God, and others will approve of you too. So then, let us aim for harmony in the church and try to build each other up. Don't tear apart the work of God over what you eat. Remember, all foods are acceptable, but it is wrong to eat something if it makes another person stumble. It is better not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything else if it causes another believer to stumble. You may believe there is nothing wrong with what you are doing, but keep it between yourself and God. Blessed are those who don't feel guilty for doing something they have decided is right. But if you have doubts about whether or not you should eat something, you are sinning if you go ahead and do it. For you are not following your convictions. If you do anything you believe is not right, you are sinning. So that was actually just a video that we were watching before we started this uh, podcast, actually. Yeah. It was the... I didn't. I don't know when I, when he did it. It seemed like it was more recent, I guess. But yeah. I guess it was maybe last year in 2018, but... Apologia did that, uh, like put a stance on Jeff Durbin specifically put a stance on Discussing his position marijuana. on marijuana, mm -hmm. and he did it in result for this one of the very same things that bothered me was the Strange Fire conference with John MacArthur and there's mm -hmm. there's a whole bunch of people on it Todd Friel Todd Friel and then um, where they said also, that marijuana is simple. yeah and also mine was more off of a response off of John Piper's arc thing mm -hmm. on it because it seems to be something that they're really really quick to do to condemn people for smoking cannabis and he brought up a he this was one of the scriptures that he used because uh, he was kind of said the same thing that I've said about it too is because like, yeah Durbin did because mm -hmm. Piper and MacArthur answered it. Yes, it's a sin for Just smoking cannabis. Blanking yes. statement yeah. that it's, it's gonna a, alter your mind. And... Yeah, it alters your mind, and that's the point of it. And all this other. And I was like, no. <laughs> and he quote, like I said, he quoted this, and he was right. I mean, it's it's not the there's the Bible does not give obviously any go ahead for a state of drunkenness or, in, mm. you know, that kind of thing. But, you know, as far as, as, far as that's concerned, no, absolutely. 
there's no case that you can make saying that it is inherently sinful mm-hmm. to do that. So well, that's ridiculous. Just like anybody then, who's teaching you that you must adhere to the kosher restrictions right, and laws. Right, it's the same application. Well, if I were to take the totality of Scripture and weigh that, that would not hold up. Right. Right, so and that's what you, you always have to do. Is you have to weigh. You have to weigh everything across all of Scripture. You can't mm-hmm. just, you know, you, it's not just an opinion you just come up with, but you look at many different stories in the uh, in the Bible, and you can see, you know, one of my favorite things to bring up was the fact that uh, Rachel. Oh, yeah, with the mandrakes. With the mandrakes. Like, you traded your husband. Yeah. And his husbandly some, services for, for, for some, some kind drugs. Of plant that yeah. You're using. Um, and then there's. Uh, shoot. Oh, in Ecclesiastes, it's there was another. Um, there's another reference to an aphrodisiac in Ecclesiastes yeah. that they make too. So, you know, and then he brought up the point of. You know, you flip the argument on the same side. Is it a sin to drink alcohol? Yeah. Well, no. Mm-hmm. It's a sin to be drunk. It's a sin to be caught in drunkenness, mm-hmm. but it's not a sin to drink alcohol. So it's just like, it's, anyway, it's the same argument there. And this is where I point a lot of Christians to anyway that want to try, like you say, it was a great point uh, to bring up this Torah observance or any mm-hmm. kind of. No, we we obviously have the first couple chapters of this book showed us things that we definitely cannot be a part of and what happens Mm -hmm. to sinful people that do. But there's things that aren't laid out in Scripture because we have freedom. We have freedom in Christ. And so this isn't meant to be like a rule book of saying, no, we, we know through science that we have these receptors in our body to ex- that we're we're built with this makeup it's not something foreign that mm. comes in our body and like How some God designed it. yeah some madness that comes and takes over us but mm-hmm. um you have those things that aren't 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 clear but they do raise questions you know to people and i hate people feeling guilty about doing something if there's no reason for them to feel guilty about it and i know cannabis is one of those issues because mm-hmm. i know for a fact that among the christian circles it's a huge question legalization is becoming you know a large-scale thing it's obviously it's been underground since the beginning of time mm-hmm. <laughs> well since the thir- well since it had to be um but and and there's honest there's honest Christian discussions to be had about it. I think and Durbin pointed out that we're not having them. Many Christians aren't, and I'm right there with him. And I think that we should. I love that I turned this into a pot discussion. Yeah. Yes, I am. I'm sorry, <laughs> but it. I'm sorry, but it kind of aided it because you know there's no reason that you should condemn a person unless there's. You know, unless they're a Christian that's blatantly sinning and, sin and that's there to be, you know, condemned. sure if you've got somebody that's freaking Snoop Dogg all the time and all he's doing is just, you know, 
sleeping and playing video games and eating, then yeah, you have a problem. Well, because then you've moved and into idolatry. You, you've moved into idolatry, exactly. So yeah, you have an issue there. However, you take somebody that uses it medicinally every day, and it helps them to live a normal like to live a normal life, and it does for many people for many ailments. You know, I mean, it's a it cures what ails you. It really does. You know, it's kind of like coconut oil, and yeah, you know, ninety nine problems of coconut oil solved all. It really is. You know, another natural thing that was created by God that mm-hmm. you know that's where this that's where this term that that Alcorn made up in his book the heaven book where we get this idea that everything in the maternal world is bad mm-hmm. and like this earth is cursed and only certain things grew up cursed like when God cursed the earth so there's like evil plants and stuff yeah, now no. <laughs> like it doesn't work Unless like they're GMOs. That. Well, but that's created uh-huh. by man. Yeah, that's the only thing that you can <laughs> freak out over. And even then, it's technically not created by man, but I mean, it is. It's adjusted. It's adjusted. By man. Yes, it's, it's, there you go. That's a better word. So, anyway, I hate people to have a, a conscience like that and fear that they are doing something wrong or be scared, mm-hmm. you know. No. Now, if you have a cocaine addiction and you're, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know. It, but there again, it brings up an interesting conversation because, you know, a lot of these drugs exist because they were used medically, medicinally, yeah. and at some point in history, and some of them were used, like, very common, you know, yeah. for instance, cocaine. I'm not advocating drug use by any means in this conversation, but I'm just saying that it, yeah. it aids to, the to uh, I think, this, the discussion to just make sure that nobody gets convicted unless they are sinning and we definitely know if we are or are not sinning we we know what conditions that would that would qualify we know ourselves well obviously this applies to many other things other than that i just had to go there because that was what i was doing right before we started this was watching that so that's why i went with it here but it does go across everything Romans 13 does not mean that the government is right. You should always obey it. And that's the best thing ever. Romans 14 does not mean that cannabis is sinful. So if you got anything out of it, that's what those two things mean. (laughs) There's a lot more to those chapters, but I'll stop rambling on those two points. Anything else? No, I just said I'd stop rambling on those two points. Well, about on those two points, (laughs) do you have anything else to add besides those two things? I don't think so. I think, what, we got two chapters left? Yep, almost there. Yep. And then we'll go into Ecclesiastes. Oh, that's, really can't wait for that one. All right, guys, thank you for hanging out with us, and we're going to keep working to keep these on track and share with you guys again tomorrow.